0: Can I can I see hands? How many of you are still doing that? Okay, balcony. Nice job. I notice. Thanks. Uh, keep it up. End of end of August, and uh, we're praying that uh, God's wisdom will uh, take root on our hearts and minds and souls. Today we're going to look at the most mentioned topic in the Book of Proverbs. Lots of them we've looked at, but uh, what do you suppose the number one topic or subject matter in the Book of Proverbs is? Uh, just think with me now. There's lots of them. We've looked at uh, several already. Uh, let me give you a little hint with a nursery rhyme. You ready? Sticks and stones, you can say it with me if you want. Can break my bones, but what? But words will never hurt me. And I just need you to know that that little rhyme. It's not true, Rusty. It's just not true. Because words. Are powerful and they have powerful effects on our lives. Matter of fact, uh, uh, words can uh, really do great and mighty harm to each and every one of us. Um, The number one topic in the Book of Proverbs, over ninety times in in ninety different proverbs, is our mouths, our tongues, and and it makes sense, Paul, because uh, our God is a God who speaks. Who uses words. Uh, the God of the Bible spoke ex cathedra and spoke what into existence? Anybody know? The universe, the cosmos. In the beginning, God spoke, and then he said, let there be light. If you just read through Genesis 1, he's, he's speaking and speaking and speaking life in the cosmos and the universe into existence. Um, Jesus in John chapter 1 is called the Word. The Word, so he's that's his that's his uh, that's his name. The Word, uh, he's all about the Word. And in Revelation nineteen fifteen, on a white horse, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords rides into battle against Satan and all of his armies. Anybody remember how he wipes out Satan and his and his and his enemies? Uh, the song says, "One little word shall fell him, Satan." yeah one word out of Christ's mouth is going to destroy. It's words. There's power in words. Uh, part of being human is that we can speak words. Now I understand there are some animals that can communicate, but they don't use words. okay? Um, if, if you ever see the, the talking horse, uh, don't call Ed, say that, "Wow, that is a miracle, because animals don't use. Words, they don't. And we can speak and talk to one another. And our words have the power to do great good. Encouraging, loving, positive, patient, helpful, caring, respectful, truthful words. And then, uh, Nancy, our words have the power and the potential of doing great harm. Every time we open our mouth, Larry, we have the, run the possibility of sinning with our words. Uh, words that are bitter, angry, jealous, rude, arrogant, critical, whining, gossipy, careless words. Over 90 times, Proverbs gives us well, wise, time-tested advice and instruction about our mouths. And we're going to read just a little bit about uh, some of those verses. So Dan, put them up on the wall. We're going to stand together and let's read what uh, the book of wisdom has to say about our mouths, our words. We're going to jump all over. I've even had a few that are not uh, at least one in, in uh, the bulletin right now. Proverbs ten 11, let's read right now together. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the gift of words. Thank you, Lord, that uh, even your Spirit speaks to us. And your Spirit even communicates what's on our heart to the Father and the Son. So, Lord, thank you for uh, allowing us to speak and to communicate. And yet, Lord, uh, we also recognize there's a great responsibility that comes with our words. So we need your help. Lord, I'm praying that uh, as we talk about the dangers of our words, as we talk this morning about mouths that get out of control, Lord, would you make clear if there's uh, some places that our mouths are saying words? that make you look bad. Lord, if even this past week we've been uh, allowing words to pour out of our mouths that uh, shouldn't have come. Words that were hurtful or destructive, words that were careless or envious, w- words that were arrogant or overly blunt and harsh. Well, would you make that clear, Lord? Cuz we recognize, Lord, that probably for most of us the place we we sin the most, the most frequently, is through our mouths. So, Lord, where where we've sinned with the words we've spoke, even right now, would you make that clear? Because we don't want that uh, that sin to prevent us from doing business with you, even right now. And Lord, as you make sin clear and and obvious to us, Lord, we're not just going to lay there on the ground in the mud and the manure of our sin. In our rebellion, Lord, we're going to get up and we're going to do the U turn and we're going to run to the cross. And Lord, at the cross, we write that check of confession and the things that you're making clear, we call that sin because you call it sin. And wash and cleanse and make us ready to receive what you have for each of us today. May the power of your spirit come together in combination with the power of your word. And Lord, I'm praying that none of us will leave the same. Lord, as we have an encounter with you, uh, the awesome creator of the universe, Lord, I'm praying that we'll allow you to do a work because I believe you have stuff you want to do in each and every one of our lives, myself included. And all the church gathered at Walloon Lake said with a loud word, Amen. Probably the key verse, Proverbs 18, 21. If you have your Bible, get there. Um, if you have uh, your bulletin, it's, it's printed there as well. Um, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. Death comes out of our mouths and life comes out of our mouths. It's power. Our, our words matter. In the dozens of conversations that we have... And it's not just the spoken word, y'all. Our emails, those are words. Our texts, our tweets, although I'm not a big tweeter. Although JLo tells me I should become a tweeter. Uh, big bird, yeah. Uh, anyway, our words, our phone calls, they matter. Our words matter. Um, in the last number of years, um, there's been a rash of suicides. And I suspect some of you read about them. They have their roots in venomous Facebook postings, words that are written somewhere in cyberspace that were so ugly and so poisonous that they prompted someone to end their life. Proverbs 18:21, there's death in some words. Jesus said Matthew 12:36, on the day of judgment people will give account For every careless word they speak. Every careless word they speak. Think about it. Careless words. Thoughtless words. Unthinking words. Craig, I don't know about you, but those are almost always the kind of words that get me in trouble. Okay? I, I didn't think about it. I didn't intentionally say it. I didn't intentionally mean to hurt anybody. But just without thinking, without, without any care or thought, I say something. And for years, here was my excuse, Case. I, and I was pretty sure this, this got me off the hook. Are you ready? Craig, I didn't mean to. I, I didn't mean it. It, was, it, was, it wasn't I just careless. I didn't mean to. I'd knock down my bride with careless, harsh words. What would I say? I didn't mean to. (laughs) It was accidental. i knocked down one of my kids with impatient, careless words. What was my excuse again? Say it with me. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Okay? Um, And it took a long while before I realized that just because it was careless, Peter, and thoughtless, that doesn't mean you get off the hook. You still harmed somebody. You still knocked them down. And in the court of law, um, if you accidentally kill somebody and you go, I didn't mean to, he'd say, okay, I believe it. We call that manslaughter, right? You you didn't mean to. It was an accident. Okay, we're not going to first degree murder you. Instead, we'll just charge you with manslaughter. Um, Again, got to be careful because I didn't mean to doesn't really work. Uh, look at Proverbs 12, 18. It's on the back of your bulletin. It says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords. Careless, thoughtless, reckless words. And, and you've heard the saying, cutting remarks, cutting words. That, that's where this comes from. The words of the reckless are just running around piercing people like a sword. Think about it, Adam. Every time you say ugly, nasty, fleshly words, it's like razor blades are flying out of your mouth and they're hitting the people all around you. That's how we got to think about it because is what it says. Reckless words flowing out of our mouths are hitting people around us just like scalpels and razor-sharp knives. All around us, people are getting cut up. Why? Because we've got reckless careless, thoughtless words. And Jesus says, you know what? You and I, we're going to give an account for all those reckless, thoughtless, without giving much thought words. All those, those words that we speak, we're going to have to account for them one day. Now, here's the first point of wisdom. If you're taking notes, here it is, here it is. Uh, our words matter. Our words kill and destroy if we're not careful. Well, I didn't mean to. Sorry, that doesn't cut it. You're still guilty. <laughs> Get a firm grip on your lip. It's essential as a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay, This needs to become a priority. That's the first point here. If it doesn't become a priority, then you will just continue to wipe people out around you with your mouth. Second point, go back, Proverbs 17 in verse 4. I think this is the one that Dan put up that didn't make it into the bulletin. This is interesting. Proverbs 17, 4. If you don't have your Bible, maybe somebody next to you will let you look on with them. It says this, a wicked person speaks deceitful words. Is that what it says? A, A wicked person does what? Listens. To deceitful lips. And I think this is interesting. So he's talking here just, it's not just wrong to speak deceitful, ugly, harmful words. It's wrong to listen to people who are speaking ugly, harmful, wicked words. Okay? Now, now that's interesting, isn't it? So it's not just wrong to speak it, it's wrong to listen Jesus calls us to be active in our faith. We are to be involved. Far too often we're like passive sponges. And whatever anybody says, okay, I'll just be nice, and I don't want to get involved, and and therefore I'm just going to listen. And he says here, no, it's wicked. It's wickedness when you just let people speak critical, slanderous, envious, gossiping words to you. Look again at at verse 4. Chapter 17, he says, don't just sit there. Don't be a garbage collector. Don't just be a listening sponge for ugly, angry, judgmental words. Speak up. Don't listen. And here's become my habit, okay? When someone says, "Um, I'm, I'm upset at Pastor Bob, or I'm upset at Kevin, or I'm upset at Pastor Tim, or... I don't like what J-Lo's doing. Here's, here's my habit, okay? Um, let's just go right now and we'll go talk to J-Lo and get that worked out right now because, because really I'm not a part of this situation, but I know that you got a problem. So come on, let's, let's go work this out with him and, and get that solved right now. And one of two things happens. Either A, they care enough that they're willing to go with me and work it out, or B, and, and to be honest, this happens more, oh, it really wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> but it was a big enough deal that you wanted to talk to me about it. Yeah, but now that I think about it, I don't really, no, we'll just forget it, we'll move on. Okay? Can you see the power if all of us in the church, whenever anybody wants to say something ugly to you about anybody, you'll say, let's, let's, come on, let's, let's go talk to them about that. Let's go get that worked out right now. Either A, you'll go get it worked out with them, or B, they're going to say, you're right, I probably shouldn't be talking about it. It's not that big of a deal. And, And it's amazing that when you start doing that regularly, the ugly, deceitful, careless, gossipy, critical, cynical, sarcastic words about others, they quit. It doesn't just work in church, it works at home. Works in the family. It works at work. It works in your neighborhood. You know, these little fires, then they don't have a chance to grow. Uh, it's kind of like Matthew 18, written a thousand years before it was written. Don't even listen to it. No. But, but go, go deal with it. Go get it taken care of. Okay. Back to uh, the back of your bulletin, Proverbs 13.3. That's where I want you to go now. Again... God in his sovereignty chose not to just lump all 90 verses all together. He spread them out. It must be that we get it better spread out than if put it all together, okay? Uh, Proverbs 13, 3, Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Now here's what's interesting to me. My job is to speak. <laughs> Sometimes, when, uh, when I, I say something and I'm so unclear, and, and Denise will say, I don't, I don't understand, or Bob will say, What? And I'll say, Did you know that I communicate for a living? And it's almost funny. Uh, uh, so, my job, my, my gift is to speak lots of words. And yet, you know my biggest weak spot in my life? Any guesses? My mouth. My words. So I just got to tell you, it's almost humorous. My greatest area of strength is my mouth, and my greatest area of weakness is my mouth. So I want to go back to that uh, verse, verse 3. It says, Those who guard their lips preserve their lives. So here's my question, how practically do we guard our lips? Um, I suppose we could uh, buy lots of duct tape, right? And, and walk around with uh, duct tape on our mouth, Ron? We could do that, that would be an option. Um, and yet we're not going to be able to communicate. Here is the thing that i found that works best for me. Um, and it's not found in Proverbs, I wish it was, but but this is the verse that's helped me the most, and I've shared it with you before, but if you want, turn to Psalm 141 and verse 3. Psalms is just before Proverbs, so go one book to your left and find 141 Psalm verse 3. And here's the thing, it doesn't You don't just get to pray it once and then it lasts for like 30 days. Wouldn't that be nice, Gordon? Wouldn't it be? Okay, pray this one today and you're set till, you know, September 18th. Um, No, it doesn't work out that way. It says, um, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Just pause. Lord, I've got the goofiest lips that I know. Uh, and right now, I need you to be the king of my mouth. And Lord, I need you to filter and strain all the garbage out of my mouth right now because I don't want to be harmful. I don't want to be careless and reckless and cause damage and kill with my words. And for me, that's, that's what works. That, that's how I guard my lips, is I have to ask, Lord, please, once again, set a guard over my mouth. Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. So I'll lead you in my prayer, okay? You can repeat it right after me. But here's pretty much the prayer. Uh, Jesus, guard my mouth. Jesus. Jesus, watch over the door of my lips. And then I just kind of go on, because you know if, <laughs> if Jeff speaks, it's going to be bad. It's got to be you speaking through me if anything good's going to happen. Um, this tongue of mine is small, but it's capable of doing great damage. And here's what I know. Your tongue is capable of doing great damage as well. Matter of fact, I think more than any other part of your body... It's your, t- your tongue, your words, your mouth, where bad stuff can really happen. Lord, put a guard over my mouth. Set a watch over the door to my lips. I- I'm telling you, that just becomes like a daily, some bad days, hourly thing. Anybody have a bad day this week? You, you might have to pray that prayer half dozen times on a bad day. Finally, and we're done. Proverbs twelve eighteen. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs ten eleven, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. This is the positive side. Uh, the tongue of the wise says, you know what? I'm more I'm more caring about getting a relationship healed and and solving and soothing a misunderstanding than I am in winning an argument and how many of us I'm much more interested in winning the argument than I am making sure that things are good between us the tongue of the wise back to verse 18 is more concerned about others than in getting my own way you know what I'm saying Craig And, and oh how I want Jeff's way don't you I want to get my way. But the tongue of the wise, I'm more concerned about the other person than I am in getting my own way. The tongue of the wise is more concerned about resolving a conflict and saying I'm sorry than the pride in us that says, I will not admit that I was wrong in that situation. And I don't know how that plays out for you, but let me just give it how it plays out for me. Okay? Paul, here's how I'm always thinking. Okay, we got this little thing going on. Okay, and I'm pretty sure I was 10% of the problem. But that wife of mine, she was 90%. Um, so as soon as she takes care of her 90% and owns up and says she's sorry for her 90, uh, then I'll go and I'll take care of my 10 Now here's what I've discovered if you go and interview my bride, here's what she'd say on the matter. I'm pretty sure that jerk of a husband of mine, he's 90% of the problem here, and he caused 90%, and I'm 10%. So as soon as he takes care of his 90 then I'll take care of my 10 So what does wisdom do if you want healing? Look back to see what the verse says. The wise one who wants healing... How, how do you become a fountain of life? Are you ready? I don't care if you're 10 or 5% at fault or 50% at fault. It doesn't really matter. When you know you're at fault, what you got to do? You, you step up and take care of what you were wrong with. Because it's not your job to, to be their God and their self-appointed Holy Spirit and have them. No, no, you take care of what, and here's what's amazing, when you'll step up and be wise, most of the time the other person will own up to what they were wrong about. Most of the time. But even if they don't, that's between them and the Lord. You understand? It's amazing if we'll just step up and take care of our part and I'll I'll make clear I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me for what I did. Now I've been wise and I've promoted healing and I've been a fountain of life and righteousness to wherever that relationship was. Why and how should I live this way? On on what basis should I take care of my 5% when somebody else was 95% wrong? Give me your attention here. Are you ready? Because Jesus Christ, when I was 100% wrong, when I was 100% at fault, when it was 100% me, guess what Jesus did? He, He went to the cross, and he hit the delete button on all my sin and yours. So why should I behave this way? Why should I go and make right what I did wrong? The only reason that makes sense is because of what Jesus has done for us. I want to promote healing with my words because Jesus took the hit for all the garbage I threw on him. And he took the hit for all the garbage that other people throw on me. And Jesus on the cross deleted Jeff's damning record. And you know what Jeff's record said? You deserve hell. And Jesus hit the delete button on that. Every foolish, ugly word that I've ever spoken, Jesus said, I got that. And he took the hit for that on the cross for you and me. You know why we got to go on that healing path? It's because of the cross. And that's where the power is. And that's where the motivation is to speak healing, life-giving words. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Bow your head, shut your eyes. And here's all I'd ask right now. Would you just pause for a moment? And would you uh, be willing to ask the Lord how you've been doing with the words you've been speaking recently? Lord, would you make it clear? I'm listening. How many of you would say, uh, it's pretty clear, too many rash, piercing, reckless, careless, ugly words been flown out of my mouth recently. Not been paying that much attention, not been asking the Lord for help in that area. Too much garbage flown out of my mouth in recent days. How many of you would say, Lord, help me to start paying attention? Help me to start asking for you to guard my mouth, to guard my lips. Lord, help me to to go on that healing path, and when I mess up, to make it right. Anybody say, the Lord's talking to me today, and it's my mouth that needs to come under the control of King Jesus. Anybody? My hand's up there. Anybody in the balcony? That's me. Yeah. Lord, uh, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. And when he took on human form and lived that sinless life, when he took our place on the cross, when he shed his blood and hit the delete button on all the garbage that ever will flow out of our mouths. Lord, that's awesome. We realize we don't deserve that. That's undeserved favor. And Lord, uh, may the cross be the motivation for getting our mouths under your control. Help us, Lord, with your power to shine bright for your Son, starting today with our words. Help us to seek forgiveness quickly when we mess up. Lord, help us not to uh, listen to folks around us go on and on with deceitful, ugly words. Help us not to be a garbage collector as we allow these words to uh, enter our hearts and our minds. Lord, help us to, uh, to live differently and strong for your Son, Jesus. And, and Lord, probably the greatest way that we can live strong for your Son is if our words are filled and flowing with your Spirit. Lord, uh, if, if you have put that filter, that guard over our mouths, if your son Jesus is dead center on the throne of our lives, may that happen. And Lord, when, when, it, when we shove him off, when we uh, run around for a while in the flesh, Lord, help us to, to quickly do the U-turn. Help us not to wait days and weeks before once again we allow Jesus to shine bright. We love you. It's good to be reminded from your book about uh, the priority of our mouths being under your control. Thank you. Please apply these words in your church today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Y'all look good today to me, but I know some of you on the inside are not doing so great. And there's hurt and there's harm and there's struggle and pain and anxiety, I just want you to know part of us coming together is so you can have some people to come alongside you and pray for you and lift you up. We've got a team of folks over there. They'd be privileged to do just that. So even as we sing this closing song, make your way over to the prayer chapel, and they'd be pleased and privileged to pray with you. Let's stand as we worship the Lord one final time in song. Thank you for calling us to what you've called us to. Thank you for this next week and uh, work in us any way that you wish. Amen. You're dismissed. Down, it's gotta be no, it's, it's well. like at the end of the course, it's gotta be something. Well, oh, that's that we just that's, that's so, uh, you know, the turnaround, <laughs> but it's not so really much the turnaround because we're staying on the same course. It's like a one, just it's either too early or shit. Yeah. We, we speed up, It'll be interesting to see.